Hi there and welcome. This is Amanda, the founder of Astrology Hub, and you're listening to our week ahead snapshot with world-class astrologer, historian, and author of the cosmic calendar, Christopher Renstrom. This show is designed to give you a quick overview of the week ahead, enabling you the gift of choice in how you navigate and weave these energies into your daily life. Enjoy. Squares and oppositions are not the same. Although both are malefic in nature, squares are said to be of the character of Mars, while oppositions are said to be of the character of Saturn. They are entirely two different creatures. Hello, my name is Christopher Renstrom, and I'm your weekly horoscope columnist here on Astrology Hub. And this week, I wanted to talk to you about the upcoming opposition between Mars in Cancer and Pluto in Capricorn. Now, the energies that we're dealing with are very adverse, all right, but they're not the same idea as a square. Let me sort of walk you through that. Squares are connected to combat and fight. They can even be competitive. But with the square, what's happening is that the two planetary energies are fighting for dominance over the other one. Each is trying to get the upper hand and to vanquish or to at least diminish or fight back the other planetary energy. That's why in some astrology books, you'll see that squares can be very dynamic or creative. In my opinion, that's a little bit optimistic, but you know that's essentially what they will do. They are recognizing each other as an adversary, and they are fighting or struggling to come to some sort of conclusion. With an opposition, you're dealing with two planets that are 180 degrees away from each other on the circle, or six signs away from each other in the zodiac. Like, for instance, Mars in Cancer is six signs or six months away from Pluto in Capricorn. One is connected to the summer solstice, that's Cancer, and the other is connected to the winter solstice, that's Capricorn. So with an opposition, these two planets don't have to have anything to do with each other. All right? At least if you're fighting or if you're involved in an argument, you know the other side cares, maybe not in a particularly nurturing or loving way, but they care. They care about the point that they're fighting for. They care about, you know, reaching some kind of like answer, whether that answer is them winning or you losing. But with an opposition, there's no such thing that's going on. What you're dealing with is really polarized factions, or you're dealing with polar opposites. An example that I'd like to use to demonstrate oppositional energies in an astrological chart is our current Congress. Politics aside, and no matter what your political leanings may be, it's very clear that the current Congress is completely polarized in its stance. No one is talking to anyone else, and no one seems to be engaged in any sort of sincere endeavor to bring about any sort of cooperative or functional government. They're just having nothing to do with each other. And this is what two planets in your own astrological chart can be like. They're going to have nothing to do with each other. And if they could exit the horoscope, they would. So when you're dealing with an oppositional energy, like the one that we're dealing with this week, I had to do a lot of thinking about what I might bring up as an example. And what helped, and what usually helps, almost as always, is a television show that I was watching. 
Yes, I like to watch a lot of television shows, but this one was about a particular family. It's a very well-to-do family, very elite, well-moneyed, full of themselves. And so the issue or, or the theme of this particular episode of this television show that I was watching was the idea of succession and legacy. Okay, the father is a very successful, publicly recognized figure who's made a lot of money and has a great deal of power and is very much identified with his success and his government and rule not, not only over his company, but also his family as well. He sees himself as a providing, sheltering figure. The daughter is a mess. She's on drugs. She's drinking too much. She's saying things like, I didn't ask for this privilege. I didn't ask for this money. I want nothing to do with you. You know, and as you can imagine, family gatherings are rather a disaster because they know that they're just going to bring out the worst in each other. Now, I'm bringing up this example because it struck me that this was actually a really good example of cancer opposed Capricorn or Mars in Cancer, rather, opposed Pluto in Capricorn. I was relating or, or I identify or, or I assign the role, okay, of the Mars and Cancer to the daughter, for instance. Cancer is a lunar ruled sign. So it's very much about its feelings, wanting to bond and belong. But cancer can also be about habits and, and things like addictions and needs. Okay, so when I say she's a bit of a mess, I'm not saying, you know, because she's a daughter, she's a bit of a mess, but it's because she really, you know, her, her emotions have run away with her, her addictions have run away with her, and she's very much a slave to habit. Now, the father, on the other hand, is very Capricorn. He's institutionalized. He's set in his ways. All he wants is success. And, you know, he doesn't see why his daughter shouldn't be bending the knee or super duper grateful, you know, for all the things that he's done, that, that she shouldn't just be going to rehab and getting her act together and making herself ready to, to pick up the family legacy, something she never asked for and something she clearly doesn't want. And so this is going on and it's kind of interesting. Actually, truth to tell, it gets a little tedious because they have the same fight over and over again. But what was really interesting for me, where it sort of came to a head, was this one exchange that they had. Her father shows up at her loft apartment at some point, and, and she's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, I'm here to talk to you. And she's like, why? You know, and he's like, I just want to talk. And so they start to talk. And once again, it descends into the same old argument that they have. But she actually stops the action. And she says to him, this isn't going to work. And he's like, well, I'm trying to make it work. And she's like, this isn't going to work. You always attack me. You come at me with your disappointment. You come at me with your frustration and your anger that I'm not the daughter, daughter that you want me to be. And you totally do not accept me for who I am. And I can't help but resist you. I can't help but defend myself. I can't help but fight back because I know that there's nothing that I can do that's going to be right by you, you know? And then she pauses for a moment and she says, the only resolution to this is, I, is either I'm going to have to give up being who I am or you're going to have to give up being who you are and I don't see either of us doing that. I took that in. I actually put the TV on pause and I took that in and I was thinking that is the perfect description of a planetary opposition. You know, there's, you're coming at me 
I'm fighting back. Not only are we never going to see eye to eye, at least with the square, there's the hope of seeing eye to eye in some regard, like I won. And so you have to regard that or respect with an opposition. There's none of that at all. Okay. There's never going to be any sort of seeing eye to eye. The only choice is I either give up who I am or you give up who you are. Planets are worlds, okay? Planets are worlds that are committed to being their own world. So they're not going to stop being who they are. And whatever planets in your chart in opposition, they are not going to stop being who they are. But at the same time, there's going to be no sort of understanding from the other side. There's no ability to do that. They are polarized. So what do you do with something like that? You might be the friend or the loved one or the relative or the coworker who's watching this polar opposition take place over and over and over. Maybe all you can do is sort of like give some support or comfort or maybe a word of advice, but you know that it's not going to affect these two parties because it will just keep continuing. That is the nature of an opposition. We see that in our politics. It just, we, we've seen conflicts that have gone on for centuries that just are not going to be resolved. Now, if you happen to be the cancer of the equation, okay, so you're coming at this opposition with your feelings and with your memory and with your habitual responses, or if you're the Capricorn part of this opposition, you're institutionalized, you're set in your ways, I really don't see what your problem can be. All you have to do is this. So you're not recognizing, you're not bending. What can you do? An opposition says you cannot change the other person. Okay, now we know that we can't change other people. We can beseech, we can appeal, we can try to educate or, illum or illuminate, but we can't change someone any more that we can, than we can cancel someone or exile someone from our lives or say, I'm going to have nothing to do with you. That just isn't possible, no matter how much people try and insist on it. You can't change the other part of the opposition, but you can change you. Now, that doesn't mean accommodate. That doesn't mean yield. But you can change you. You can ask yourself, am I vilifying the other side? Am I making the other side the impossible party? Am I saying that they're completely wrong and evil and oppressive and difficult? Okay. And then you have to return to your heart. How much do people want to feel vilified? How much do people like feeling vilified. Now, there are some people who really are not very nice people, but for the most part, people are people. And no one likes feeling vilified or shamed or othered or, you know, told that, you know, you're the reason for all these awful things happening. So ask yourself, are you doing that in your life? Are you have are, are you blaming, you know, a, a, a lover who's oppressive and controlling or, or loved ones and friends who are self-absorbed or neglectful? Take a look at yourself and ask yourself if you're doing that. Are you doing anything which is continuing this polarization? And what can you do on your side to sort of 
relief, bring, introduce relief or, 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 or some sort of backing away on your side so that it doesn't keep repeating over and over and over again. If you can't make peace with the other side or the other person, you can at least make peace with yourself. And this is finally the great challenge that the opposition poses for us. Oppositions are by their nature irreconcilable. Okay, there's no resolution. The best that you can hope for is a truce or a ceasefire with an opposition, a way of acknowledging the presence of this opposite party or energy in your life, and that you're going to go through times when you're very much opposed with each other, and then you're going to go through times when you're not so opposed with each other. Maybe you want to give some space or avoid or have not much to do or find a more polite way of, of talking to each other. And then again, as what might be happening this week with the current planetary opposition in the sky, they may result in breakups or uh, splits or complete fissures or, or ruptures. We're not used to this idea idea of accepting something that is irreconcilable, you know, especially in astrology. We, we want to believe that every part of the chart can be, can be harmonized. Every part of the chart can be acknowledged or absorbed or integrated in some way. But an opposition, again, is Saturnian by nature. So Saturn insists on not being integrated and not being made a part of. So I think one of the big things that we have to really sort of recognize and work with in an oppositional energy is that our insistence on reconciliation is making it worse. And that maybe what we need to do is just leave it be and find ways to cope with it in our lives until it no longer seems to be so inflamed or difficult and once again returns to something that we can live with in our lives and hopefully improve over time. Your weekly horoscope is brought to you by Astrology Hub. If you'd like more extended personalized guidance from Christopher by Sunsign and Rising, make sure you subscribe to receive the free weekly horoscope delivered via email to your inbox each Sunday. Just go to astrologyhub.com horoscope and start receiving even more free personalized guidance today. That's astrologyhub.com horoscope. And if you love what we do and would like to support our work, please subscribe to the podcast, give us some stars, and if you feel inclined, leave us a review. It does so much to help us get quality astrology out to the world, and we're grateful for all the time that you take to do this. Thank you for listening in today, and as always, thank you for making astrology a part of your life.